Welcome to Three Black Girls Podcast. This is a podcast that brings you into our innermost circle as we discuss our perspectives on news, race, trending topics, and much more. All the while, we're still just a couple of round-the-way girls working towards a corner office. All right, so welcome back. It's been a long time. Not really. Right, it's only been (laughs) one extra week. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's been so long, guys. Have you missed me? I'm sure you have. But I guess we'll Don't just... Don't be a creep. That's so... <laughs> why do you say have you missed us? It's like, what? Well, I can't Why would they just on... miss you specifically? Well, only one I care about is... Okay, <laughs> moving on. So, Hurt Bay, because clearly he only cares about himself as well. Oh, oh my God. God. Hurt Bay. <laughs> Did you see that transition that was effortless? How oh. I... See how you could just let it happen, but no. you ruined it? But... I had technology because it was so good because... <laughs> You have the emotions of Hurt Bay. Actually, oh, no, man. Hurt Bay. <laughs> I'm so sorry for her. And it's Are only because I am because okay. everyone got mm-hmm. to see it. Because everybody's been Hurt Bay. Like, there's been so many women and men who've been Hurt Bay. But everybody's hasn't been publicized, retweeted, and talked about. And that's what made it different. For a whole week. Because, like, you'll forever be known as Hurt Bay. Like, I saw her Instagram recently, stumbled upon it, and everybody was in her, like, comments on pictures from, like, 12 weeks ago. Like, I'm so <laughs> sorry this happened to you. And I'm like, yo, chill. Just <laughs> let her live. She'll forever I mean, be Hurt Bay. I'm not one to blame a victim, but I feel like she kind of walked into this. Like, it was no surprise that he was cheating on her, right? Can we all agree? Right. We all know. Like, she knew. Right. She walked in and saw them. Exactly. So Literally we, saw them. We know that <laughs> And then she left knew. swiftly. <laughs> and then cried all night. Right. But this need to hear that. There. So, like, <laughs> so, I mean, we're just stating facts. From the facts, I, I inquire, I, you know, assume that she knew that he was cheating on her multiple times, if mm-hmm. not all the time. Right. He seemed like he had a secret life because he don't got no emotion. So he's actually, he might be a sociopath. Possibly. We need to check that he out. He didn't respond. I was like, not an ounce. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you are a terrible person or you're just not all the way there mentally. There is no reason a woman should sit in front of your face in full Cry tears. Over you still. And you're like, I don't know. Finally get counting. her closure. <laughs> I'm like, please, just a rough estimate. Said, so she you didn't do enough. Made a number, asking. bro. Like, I ain't gonna say I wasn't counting. It was that many that, could that be you one couldn't to keep count. Like, you got ten fingers, and you telling me it's more than that that you lost count, my dude. Like, that's disrespectful. And I don't know how she sat across Ooh. from this man, but I would have went wow. smooth at mm-hmm. his neck. You would have been like, <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't counting immediately. My fist would have been right at your jaw, and I've been like. Well, what did y'all expect me to do? Right. You better count that. With this right. <laughs> count these oh hands. Right. Count these hands. Like, what you want from me? <laughs> I would have pushed the chair. He would have flipped over. It would have been a wrap. Like, it would have been like a full-blown VH1 reunion special. They would have had right. to stop the cameras. Like, hold on. We got to regroup. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Like, we're going to have to separate y'all. Put Mari in between us. Something. <laughs> it would have went from the scene to World Star. I'm right. Like, oh, you have to put this on a different in website. Matter y'all. Of seconds. <laughs> I apologize. This wasn't what you was looking for. Well, you should have known when you put me in front of my ex that habitually cheated on me and doesn't even care, and yet says he loves me or loved me. Bro, uh, what? Uh, Does he know what love is? He is 
He we need to get Dr. Phil on no, him. No, we need Ayanna because I was watching her all weekend and she be oh. making breakthroughs, honey. Breakthroughs. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that got put on by, by Oprah <laughs> is revolutionary. Is the one. Really. Yes. She be knowing. Ooh, speaking of, wait, small, small little sidebar. So did you see the, like, the second episode of that Catch Me Outside girl? And she yeah, was like... she came back? Yeah. And Dr. Phil was like, so what have you, what have you learned from this whole experience? And she was like, well, I learned you wasn't nothing before me and I put you on. Right? I said, hold <laughs> up. Girl, we don't, we still don't even know your name. We know you as Catch Me Outside. How about that girl? <laughs> like... And apparently she getting sued by Champion because she made shirts that said "Cash Me Outside," whatever. But she used the C from Champion, and they're like, "Oh, you, you tried it." You oh my! She used wait. Why wouldn't she just take the Chanel C like everybody else does? Are Come we? Are really questioning her judgment? Like I'm we've just saying, seen this child. I ain't never. When was the last time we saw a Champion C? That when was the last time we had a Champion why, garment? Like, come on. Because she was she's like, ain't nobody be checking for. No, she ain't that smart. Listen, this reverse <laughs> psychology. I'm not gonna give her that one. <laughs> no, ma'am. We're we're smarter than that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking too highly of this. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, she can't my even. Apologies. So no. <laughs> I apologize for thinking no, that highly of that child. But she's well, been on the circuit on all the. I wouldn't call the Chitlin circuit because she no, ain't been doing black shows, there, but. No. She's been on everybody's radio show, just giving her a little two cents. I'm like, y'all let this girl just go ahead and get her GED and keep it pushing. Like, no one's no one's really checking for her. Like, I don't even know why people are giving her this much time of day. Now, don't get me wrong. The song that y'all made, lit. Like, right. but she didn't. That is it. a hit. That's a banger. I will forever like that. But this child, girl, stop giving. Like, she is nothing to me. Like, she's pitiful, actually. So that was not nice. I don't care because somebody she's gonna catch these hands one of these days, and no one will be there to save her. Like well, you don't have enough black clout yet. You will be by yourself. My business. Listen, she gave me eight mile vibes. Right? So she might have like black black. I was about to say black mile clout. <laughs> she <laughs> might have black people clout that we all know about. <laughs> so. She might got a little bit, but I don't think it's enough. That's if the hands come, that they gonna ride for it. Oh I yeah, they, they, they be they like, watch. we'll we'll let you come with us. But we don't got your back, though. Hell no. That's what I'm Anyways. saying. Anywho, on to the Put next. on the prayer list. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I'm going to her back. I'm going to say, don't, her don't touch my, the list. <laughs> I'm like, don't, don't touch my Christianity. Because I almost was no. like, no, I'm not putting it. I was like, no, that would be I'm very wrong of me not to put She's her on, on the prayer. on the show's prayer list, not your personal prayer list. <sighs> yeah. Everyone, so. please, if you have it in your heart, pray for that child. <laughs> yeah, we took down Chris Brown because he's been off the radar. So maybe he is, you know, actually getting some prayer. prayers. Prayers are answered. Yeah. So we got her bae to replace him. And now we got to catch me outside, girl. Yeah. Pray for her. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> prayers. When the prayers go up, the blessings come down. Oh, actually, I'm just going to skip to Chance the Rapper real fast. Shout yeah. out to him because he won. His little Grammy. I shouldn't say little Grammys. He won say, Grammys. Don't, don't be that person. <laughs> no, I, when I say little, whatever. <laughs> I don't really mean little the way other people mean little. I just mean little as like a connecting word between other words. Not as a descriptor, it, like an adjective. <laughs> I know. I know. I got it. It's a habit. Anyway, he won his Grammys and no one's really talking about how he made history. So I'm just going to let him get his 30 seconds of praise because 
He's been making moves since like 2011. Exactly. I'm about to say, and, but Chance has been making moves, but he's humble enough to be like, it's not about y'all. So whether y'all acknowledge it or not, I know I'm making moves and making great music that I love to do. Like he has no desire to ever sign with a large label. He's like, no, I'm good. Like I'm doing this for my passion. Like I enjoy doing this and bringing this to you guys. Right. And everybody's following suit. Cause right after he did that, then that's when uh, Frank Ocean came up with his master plan to make that long ass video and then uh, release Blonde. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody else is trying to get out of their contracts too. I'm like, watch this young man. Cause he might be the next Pioneers. one. Yes. So anyway, shout out to him. Just wanted to put that out there. Going back to Carlos Santana wanting to end his career for no reason other than I don't even know if you can say in his career because we haven't seen Carlos Santana since Maria Maria Maria. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't. Why would you come for Beyonce? This is. I think it's everyone. PSA. No, no, because he's not a hundred. So if you got words and people are seeking, (laughs) like people are reaching out to you for interviews and stuff, then clearly you still are important in this industry, which he totally is. Like, I'm sure he's still making like music in the background for people or like. He makes like shoes too. He has a shoe line. Oh yeah, he does. That'd be Mm -hmm. like Macy's and stuff like that. Yeah, a couple small shops. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sure he's not <laughs> crafting these shoes. They just used him as a, like I'm not sure why they, would, why they would tap on him. Because they be having like a lot of like jewels, like paisley looks. They look Ooh. like Carlos Santana. That looks like <laughs> jewels and paisley <laughs> that looks like Carlos Santana. <laughs> With fedoras on the toes. Yeah, like it just gives that vibe. It gives like Latino Maria Maria. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was about to give a PSA, but you ruined it. I'm sorry. Oh, shoot. Was about to say, oh, I don't know why people keep talking about Beyonce in a way that your words could get misunderstood. Like, if you haven't penned an essay and said, I'm going to read verbatim every time someone asks me this, like, oh, I have a canned answer about my thoughts about Beyonce or about Adele or whoever, then just don't speak on it. Because people will splice dip and dice up your words and they will create a whole new sentence. And if you have to double back and try to like say, try to uh, reframe whatever it is that you said, then there's just no point in you talking. Cause by then your career is already over. Shots have been fired already. You can't take the shots back. Man. Now, you know, I'm no Beyonce stan. And I feel like you should be able to say whatever you want to say. And I, I mean, stand by that. Because I get it. But... I mean, Ain't nobody That's just not how the world works. Ain't nobody gonna be tiptoeing around Beyonce's feelings. Everybody knows she's the greatest. If I want to talk about her not being the greatest, that's on me, and I'm gonna say what I want to say. But y'all should not be so insecure in your queen that I can't say what I want to say, and she not still be the greatest. Let it be. Like, I think let people live. Think you're thinking too highly of Beyonce's dance. I know, and that's the problem. Like, I really want you guys to be better. Be better people. Be better fans. Be better Be stands. better for Beyonce. Ooh, I see a campaign coming on. <laughs> Let you me get some parkour coins for that one. I know. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> I can do your marketing. 
JK, I have no no interest. Actually, if, if Parker would hire me, I would I drop everything. I would say, of course. Uh, I don't even do that, but I'd be like, <laughs> "Go on, Beyonce, I'm here for you. I'm made in America. I'm not staying, Come on, <laughs> but I'm here for you. <laughs> we can make it work. I'd be a stand. Hey, you, you can you can call me Stan. I'd, I'd answer the Stan. If Parkwood mean, was signing with, my checks. With, I'm about to say with the correct dollar, you can call me Stanley. <laughs> right. Give me what last name you want me to be? Yates. Sure, <laughs> call me Stanley Yates. I'll change it on my birth certificate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We, at first, we started this off by saying that we're not super fans. And at the end of this, we're willing to change our names just for a Parkwood check. What's happening? Well, it What's tells happening? a lot about the lifestyle that I live. I'm poor. <laughs> I'm poor. And I, okay, it might go out of, let's move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, we're not here for I was like, this is about to get really awkward. So I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so, have you been watching the quad? So, it's all about oh, you know, okay. I really feel some kind of way about this show. I really do. I genuinely feel some kind of way. So I watched the first feel? one because after all that promo during the three days of epic new edition story, I was Which like, I still haven't seen. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't even, I couldn't even understand what you said. I, um, oh. Yeah. I can't oh. comprehend it. Okay, I was like, I, I thought it was pretty clear, but you know, sometimes I'm on It was so hard I was like, to I don't understand. know if you really meant that. Or... <laughs> I, it was hard for me to understand how you haven't seen it yet. But uh, um, you ain't been that busy. But anywho, they promoted this show. Anyway. They promoted this quad show talking about HBCUs. I'm thinking, finally, we've been talking about needing something, another show about HBCUs, highlighting the greatness of it. And of course, no one said it had to be exactly like a different world. Fine. No one wants that. And you can do so many things. So I was like, okay, I'm here for it. You just did this wonderful new edition movie. Wonderful. BET is under new direction. You've got your life together. But lo and behold, damn Daniel, (laughs) BET is back at it with the bullshit. I'm telling you, the quad... Was is so terrible. It is <laughs> terrible. And you know, I love Anika Noni Rose, and I have so much faith in her because she went to an HBCU. But girl, you need to pull out, get your check now, and save yourself <laughs> while you can, because there is no reason this show should still be on air. Like you telling me, HBCUs are only about bands, uh, promiscuity, like. The one female president that you got here, she don't care nothing. She's sleeping with grad students. Like, what, what? are we? What are we highlighting here? Like, she don't got no authority. Like, she is a te- like it's a terrible depiction of almost oh of God. any college. But for it to yeah. be an HBCU, I'm like, y'all think this is what we need? The last thing we need is for publicity like this to be like, yeah, HBCUs are about just bands. The bands do whatever they want. It's nothing about education. Y'all just here to be in the band. And the band can kill you practically. Like, what? I said, I can't. Take this off the air. So I only saw episode one. And then first off, episode one was long as hell. (laughs) Yeah. And I watched it. Because I always watch my TV shows right before I go to sleep. So once I commit, I got to commit. So I started at like midnight. And then it was over at like 1.30. I was like, bruh, this is a work night. If I would have known. 
I said the same thing because I, I watched it randomly. I was like, oh, let me watch this real quick. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to go to bed, but it is still one. <laughs> I was like, why is it so long? more than the commercials. I was so pissed. Exactly. I was like, this is so long. Waste. I've been watching I'm for not. hours. Mm-mm. And I meant to go back and like watch episode two, and I think around three or four now. But I ain't been in a rush. So, because it was just a lot that happened in the first. Yeah. It was, it was like orientation week. I was like, wait now. Is this how HBCUs are? Because as a person exactly. that did not go to an HBCU, I was so... I was so surprised at like the conduct that was the problem that went down in in, the, in this course of like fourteen days. And that's my like... issue because I was like, so for people, for our children coming up who are deciding on colleges, if this their only window in to an HBCU, I wouldn't go if I saw this. I'd be like, y'all got too much going on, and that's the last thing HBCU needs are people to be looking like we ain't got our stuff together. Don't get me wrong. No college or university has all of it right, but but they don't got none Georgia A and M is a terrible. They have nothing together. They should be shut down, as far as I see. Absolutely. And so I, I mean, I, by I, the looks of it, they might be soon because I mean the TV show and the school depiction because they ain't got no exactly. points. Exactly. So, Ugh. I was like, this is this is a lot, and I was like, bro, how are you coming in on? And your first thought is not to do like development or fundraising or something. I'm like, you're just cutting the budget. And like cutting the most important parts of the budget, like the party on the first orientation day or whatever. And you haven't even like consulted the finance people to see like how you can get some development dollars in there. Exactly. I'm like, well, I'm not like, a president and I know the logic of like the things that should go in order. That's my thing. I was like, you open the door and your first concern is the band and the athletic department. Are you kidding me? School, the only cash every you universe, have. Right. Like there are so many other opportunities for funds and we know that. But for you to still sit and do the same stereotypical thing, like, it's stupid. And, I mean, like, sorority sisters were taken off the air. The HBCU's presidents are coming together. I mean, I support the movement. Get this crap off. Like, if you wanted to be a drama, <laughs> fine. Like, the drama I did aspect, I get it. It's, it's kind of catchy, but not really. But the backdrop that you put it to made it hard to watch. Right. I wish they they didn't necessarily have to, if they were going to do all this foolishness, it didn't have to be connected to an HBCU. Exactly. You could have just depicted it. It could have been a university. Any yeah. university in the world. And I've been like, oh, okay. Fine. That's somebody's made up college where anything can happen. Fine. Yeah. But you specifically put a title that this is an HBCU from tradition and yes and. And I'm like, you're, you're embarrassing us all. Now you're suggesting that all HBC, HBCUs it, function this way. And that is not the case. Total embarrassment. BT. Disappointment. <laughs> Deborah Lee. Who would have thought you would have could have actually changed yourself? What was I thinking? I thought right. I, I don't. Y'all, I y'all just. They did one series and y'all was all <sighs> up on the bandwagon again. I don't know what y'all was thinking. You know, they did the series. They had them that good old commercial. We going to be all right. I was like, y'all must have right, hired somebody. Three minutes. Highlights. Hello? We we need small little things of hope, glimmers of hope. Mm, and sorry. as soon as we had that glimmer, they just snatched it. And was like, nope, not. You almost had it. You got to be quicker than that. What's that saying? When somebody shows you who they are, believe them? Yeah. I mean, historically speaking, BET <sighs> ain't been about nothing. So they put one week worth of worth of tv on and y'all just all, all up in the ass again like oh yeah the crowning savior of black entertainment television like oh nah that's why i didn't even watch the uh that's why i didn't watch the new edition movie because i mean after the first one you had to see him in succession so after the first episode i was like oh shoot i gotta wait 
but I wasn't about to be pressed to go watch it because I'm not I, I'm not convinced that BET is a good channel anyway. So I yeah. wasn't about to waste my two hours on that first night. They're not, but that movie was epic. I mean, like I want that, I that, that on DVD. I <laughs> and I heard Jodeci is coming out with one. I'm not sure if Lifetime is doing it or VH1 or BET now, or like whomever. Now I'm concerned because I'm like, you gave me one good thing, but your following project was terrible. I don't know what your pattern is. Your next pattern might be you're going to make a trash biopic for Jodeci. And then I can't, then I will no longer be able to forgive you. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. So um, I'm going to pray on it. Mm. Actually, what this, just one more point. What this shows is they can't create original content no more. So yeah. the, the biopic was already written, you know, like it's someone's yeah, lived it's experience. Life. It was people's <laughs> lives. Exactly. So they don't have to do much. They just have to cast the right people. So they're good at casting. I mean, they got Anika in this one, so they're yeah. good at casting. That's true. They just aren't good at creating original content, which is something to be said. Right. About a whole network. Mm-hmm. Run See, back I black I should have never trusted them again because ever since they got the game, the game went to hell when yes, the game went to BT. Immediately. It got season five so immediately. terrible. It was so terrible. Really? And that show used to be yeah. wonderful, like wonderfully written, casted, everything. Then BT got, got in and was messy. like, nah, we need to make it more hood. We need to make this yeah. trash. And even the trash. angles, even the angles of when they were filming, I was like, oh, "Is this a home video? Like, this is ugh. exactly like who do y'all have on your production team?" Which no shade, because I'm sure that we probably know people that are on their production team, <laughs> and we don't even know it. But like, oh, true. I'm, if yeah, I know sure. y'all, shout out to you for having a job. <laughs> <laughs> Next. That's all I got for you. Hell <laughs> yeah, Conway. Okay, I'm moving on. Ooh, talk about a joke. <laughs> it went from one life to the next. <laughs> this is, first of all, this country is a disappointment, just like BET. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Kellyanne is at the front of the it. ring leader. God. She Her, should be ashamed. <laughs> she should be ashamed of herself. Like, Tell the story for the so, people that didn't know, because I didn't know this until you brought it up. Okay. So Kellyanne, we've known her for her alternative facts. That's what she's been. That's her thing right now. Everything is an alternative fact, also known as a lie to the rest of America. And she'd be dipping and ducking questions like, ooh, ooh man, I guess like the Matrix. Like, I don't know right. where, where, what class that was or where she learned that, but that's a skill. I'm just going to say that part. It is. Because Shorty be moving. Ooh. I'd be like, how did, you, how did you completely skip that question and talk about something totally different something within one breath? You'd be like, you didn't even. She don't even hear you. Right. She don't, that's the thing. She listened and respond. She don't listen to hear. Ooh, she need to work on her communication skills. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been going to class. <laughs> I see. Well, it's good to know you're getting something out of your class. <laughs> so, anywho, recently, you know, Kellyanne, she does a lot of talking. So she went on Twitter and basically was saying, you know, how everybody's been talking about her and just saying like she wishes it was like on Valentine's Day. She wishes love and everything to everybody. All this kind of stuff. Basically talking about to her haters. And I'm like, girl, goodbye. That's an alternative fact. <laughs> Not a hater. But she did all this and somebody like the person on Twitter 
said something to her like your strength and resiliency in face of vile hatred bigotry and sexism of the unhinged right. left is a daily inspiration love you so Shut. that's no. what you chose to use your 140 characters on all them unnecessary words exactly so that was some potty but you know twitter is full of people who just want to talk fine but as somebody in a position like Kellyanne Conway, you would think before you respond to things, you usually click on people's profiles to make sure that this person being associated with you would not be bad for your look. But she chose not to do that. Kellyanne decided to respond like, love you. And not realizing that this person who tweeted her is very much so a white nationalist. The same people that Kellyanne and Trump and everybody keep saying, we have no ties. We don't we don't support that message. Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, you love this person. And I'm like, I know you clicked on her profile because everybody does. Like you want to know who this person is to make Mm -hmm. sure whether it's a troll or somebody you should respond to. So I know you saw her whole profile basically being completely indebted to the white nationalists. Her hashtags are like white identity, hashtag nationalist. Like, girl. <laughs> it couldn't be any more plain. Like, the girl, her that. name was like Lib Hypocrisy or something ridiculous. Like, what? Girl. And then she said, oh, someone, someone, uh, posted that on my behalf or like they tweeted for me or I don't know who that was but it's a terrible thing and then they deleted it exactly and then she apologized <laughs> what are you apologizing for if it wasn't you I said here we First go with all. the twitter ghost again everybody yeah. never knows and then who these people are right you got the same meek mill concept going on <laughs> exactly. like come on now you don't know you don't know who did this but you were the one with the phone and we could see, you know, we can, we can pull an IP address. <laughs> People that know this is not hard to pull to see who who tweeted from what phone or what device or like the location. Exactly. If we wanted to pull these things, girl, we got you. So don't even don't even lie to us. It's not necessary. It's not worth it. And like, if you love the person, by all means, you know, profess your love. So now we know where you stand because we always knew. We've been. But we just wanted you to say it out loud. So you just got caught up in the love. I get it. It was Valentine's Day. You got caught up in your emotions. Well, Stupid. the internet, everything. We see you. We see you, girl. Uh, and it's screenshotted forever. <laughs> right. Sorry, just of deleted a tweet. Don't think people don't see it. Like Stupid. As if as if you deleted immediately after you post it. Like, no, they're still called a cash. <laughs> exactly. You can archive things, you dummy. The internet is always archived immediately after you post things. I'm <sighs> like, they should just... I don't understand how these people just don't know things about computers. Like simple things about the internet, like it's not hard. They teach you this in like first grade. Granted, they might not have had computers in first grade because y'all old as hell. Kellyanne, but wasn't using. By the time you got to, I don't know. By the time you got this job, they had computers. So what's the problem? (laughs) Now that's a fact. (laughs) I mean, the learning curve may be high, but that's on you. You don't want making the big bucks. You better get yourself a a Lynda.com tutorial or something, girl. Right. You could hire somebody who could only do this. But instead, you choose to do it on your own. And when you do it on your own, hey, this is what happens. And I still don't understand the concept of Donald Trump tweeting for himself. I'm like, you should have people to do this for you. There's whole marketing. No one can tweet ignorance like him. I mean, I get it. (laughs) I mean, of course, that's all he does all day is go to Mar-a-Lago and be posted up on Twitter. Like he has nothing else to do as if he's not the damn president. 
the leader of the free world. <laughs> and he has nothing right. better Trash. to do with his time than tweet. That's frightening. But tweet from an Android <laughs> at that. When Hold I on. saw that, Hold it on. said Twitter for Android on the bottom of his thing. Hold up. I said, oh my God. Hold up. And this was even before he saw, I mean, I mean, I know if like you're in the government, you have to get like a Blackberry because they're super secure or whatever. But he was tweeting from Androids even before he came be- became president. I got no respect for this man. And I know you have an Android, but you're not the president or you are not There's nothing a billionaire. wrong with Androids. I get it. But you can't be going smack on Twitter like that and you got a freaking Android and not an iPhone. I don't care. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to leave that part alone because I'm just going to leave that right That's there. fine. I know you're hurt. I'm not just hurt. Like, I, just, I just think people are just misinformed. <laughs> like, it's a very oh, cheap-like okay. response to talk about that. But, anyway, on to this week in race right. news. So much. This week in race news. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know if I was supposed to still do that because you said the word already. You know, sure. We'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Anyway. <laughs> Dear White People is becoming a whole series on Netflix, April Hooray. 28th. Whoop, whoop. I can't wait. I'm excited. I am genuinely excited. <laughs> white people are up oh, in arms. White people. White people, why do y'all do this? Like, I genuinely want to know. If you're white and you are upset about this, Tell me why this upsets you so much. Because I don't really understand it. Like, why does it... Like, I just... Like, I've been trying to... Like, you know, I always want to see everything from everybody's point of view. But this one, I don't understand. Why? Because they feel like this is an attack on them. And... What if, there was one tweet that was like, oh, I'm deleting my account because this is because Netflix is creating a show about white genocide. Huh? <sighs> what? Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Again? I don't understand. What does that white mean? People, white people create <laughs> shows about actual genocide literally all the time. It, and they're not dramas or satire. It's actual it's genocide. Real life. <laughs> Based on true, true events and true facts. Come what? on, girl. Come on. And genocide? Is that the word you uh, use for a show? Like, what have you first off, first question, if you believe that, have you seen the have you seen the movie? Because if you I don't think you've seen it to think that this is about genocide of Caucasians. It's not about a genocide of anybody. If I mean, if we could pick a genocide, it would be a genocide of the ignorant white people or ignorant people in general. But I don't think it's just like a whole type of person. Like you're stupid to think that their white people is a genocide for white people. And genocide suggests that there's murder and killing exactly. happening. That's what it's like, a genocide of an ideology. We're just trying to change good. your mind, change your, your thoughts. <laughs> Bro, what? Anyway, and, that's enough for that. I'm sorry. Just, oh, it, you have more to say? Go I ahead. Just wanna, I just <laughs> I did a whole I hair just, flip and everything, but you didn't see me. I couldn't see you, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you are a Caucasian and you heard about this, please let me know why. I am genuinely intrigued to hear your thoughts. Send us an email. Well, send me the email. Send directly to her. You can tweet her. Yeah, you can tweet me. At me. At me, oh. Anywho. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why was that necessary? (laughs) Because that's what people always say. I've never in my life heard that. Add me, ho. 
Who yeah, you like, why would I want to? Why would I want to? Celebrities be mad and they'd be like, "Oh, you subtweeting at me, ho." I just Ooh. felt it just felt right. It just fit in the moment. Mm. Well, you ain't about to get no responses now. <laughs> How you gonna be like, "Oh, I'm open minded. I'm really, I'm really interested to hear your opinion." Well, at me, ho. if they what? are familiar <laughs> with common culture, they would understand that that's not a direct calling of their sexual nature or anything that they do. I'm just saying it in general. I mean, I'm just... You're not a hoe, you're not a hoe. Don't take it that kind of way. Just at me. Boom. Whatever. Thank you. And the, and the <laughs> sentence right there. We don't need to call names. All right. We ain't calling necessary. Yeah. We all friends here. Everybody's so sensitive. Get your panties out of Me bitch. sensitive? I'm just... I'm just... Um, I'm speaking on their behalf. If they that the sensitive, get your panties. Get, uh, whatever you wear. Your boxer Why boots. Be, thank you. Boxers, I'm like, we need to make this equal opportunity for Commando, whatever. Command, well, I don't want you to get anything in a bunch if you get wearing commando. So your pants, your jorts. Let's move on. Oh my god. <laughs> so, do you know who Rachel Lindsay is? Of course, sure you don't. <laughs> you said I'm just kidding. I didn't know who she was until this week either. But she just she so she's on the black the Bachelor right now. And I guess they're like in the final four or final three, but she made it up. Shout out to her just for making it up on that show because they always be sending those black girls home like first or second. They don't never get a rose. But she has been announced for being the next Bachelorette. So next season of Bachelorette, we're going to have a black one. And it took 15 years. I was about to say, first off, are people years. still, Not 15 I didn't even seasons. know people were still watching years. The Bachelor slash Bachelorette series. People live for that show. I know. Like, I met so many Caucasians who be like, did you watch The Bachelor? And I'm like, first off, oh, I didn't know that was still a show. Is Are these reruns? They're like, no, it comes on every whatever. And I'm like, you tune in? Why? Why do you even care? Why are dating shows still a thing? Like, Because people are still out here single. So but it's they so want to live vicariously. On the show, like... I don't. I don't see the concept either. It. I'm not here to justify it because I don't get it. I'm but just uh, happy for her. Shout out because this might mean <laughs> right. Because because think about it. Because and this is this is like a systematic thing. So when you look at systematic racism and you want to look at something in the modern day era, this might not be racism, but this is how the system works. So if there are perpetually white people that are becoming the lead roles and they keep picking white counterparts for them then there's never been an opportunity for a brown person other than that Juan Carlo, who was a jackass from like three seasons ago. He was like the bachelor three seasons ago, whatever. He was terrible. Anyway, okay. he's an outlier. <laughs> We're not going to put those in the stat numbers when we do this tabulation in my head. But if we keep picking black or white people to be their counterparts, then there's never going to be, and they, and they pick the bachelorette and the bachelor based off of who was already on the cast. Then there's never really been an opportunity for a brown person to become the lead person because y'all not picking them as counterparts. So now that this black girl has been picked as the bachelorette, if they bring a whole rack of black dudes in for her to be Dang. like her suitors or whatever, watch it, then man. we could be getting some back, some black bachelors and bachelorettes for like the next couple of years. Just saying. I'm just being hopeful. I'm going to watch but... for her because if she got some fine black men, yes, Lord, that's what I'm here for. But that might it. not be her cup of tea. We don't know. Because clearly she on the bachelor right now and this guy's white. So she might not even be attracted to black guys. I don't know. 
We'll have to see. Well, I hope they bring them just for the fact that there should be black guys. And I will enjoy that. So I'll probably watch it, it just to see. Wouldn't it be the shade if it was like all white men? Oh, God. My <laughs> heart would <will> break. <laughs> see, I, see that, would, that would really test me because I'd be so it's ready to write a letter. Black I'd be so ready to write a letter like, get her off of here. Replace uh, her with another black one. She, we need better. But then that would that would ruin it. So maybe yeah, I shouldn't yeah, watch so it. You tell tell me if there's black men after the first one. I won't be watching. You. I'm just kidding. I watch. You just won't watch she black. it. I support. <laughs> I'm here for the cause. So I'll support her. But if I if they walk up on that road, the first road ceremony, and everybody get out them limos is white, I'm gonna be like, on to the next. Lord. Because it was just using her as a token, and now I will know. I don't have time. But yeah. And she's like a lawyer and she's really young. She's like less like 28 or 29 or something. And she's a lawyer and her daddy's a judge. She, you know, she just, uh, okay. she lives in Texas. I just, you know, I had to read a little bio. So <laughs> wanted to make sure that she wasn't, you know, what a, a, a floozy. Just kidding. I couldn't think of a different what? one. <laughs> I was like, is that what you were looking to see? If no, see. But you know, I was like, I just want her to be like a decent person because it would be them that like pick like, oh, she's a cocktail waitress, and I'm like, okay, this isn't a good representation of black people. Wow. Not saying that cocktail waitresses aren't. I'm just saying that like the first opportunity we get, and y'all pick her instead of someone that like is like regular black America. You know, like we can aspire to do things and be great. So I just wanted to make sure that like she was great. Okay, you know, good save. Yes, thank you. I try. <laughs> Talk to the circles like Kellyanne. Yes, hey. she did. You, you <laughs> getting the there. You getting there. Learning from the worst. <laughs> oh, she, oh, sad news. Okay, so there's been multiple shootings in Chicago. I mean, nothing new. Yeah. Sad to say, unfortunate to say. But there was a murder that took place on Facebook Live. So I, I I didn't watch it. I mean, obviously, I know I don't watch murder videos because that's just not, that's not what I'm here for. Um, but I think there was, there was a little girl and her mom and I think another man that got shot and killed. Or maybe, oh, it was two boy. children. It was, yeah, it was two children and a, and a mom that got shot and killed while they were like driving through because someone just shot up their car. And like the mom was like in the car singing like we're playing, listening to the radio, singing along with the radio, and then somebody just like came up and like shot up the car, and they were like, "All this happened on Facebook Live," and I'm like, "Bro, what? This yeah. is our America. This is Trump's America." <laughs> yeah. So, <sighs> you know, this was a was a rough one, just yeah. because to think that like a child was killed in something senseless is always hard to hear. But the fact that anybody is dying in these senseless moments, but for a child, like he was like two years old, the little boy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and to think his life has ended before it even really started. And it was him and the woman's boyfriend who were killed, mm-hmm. but she was also shot. But to think that, you know, as much as I love technology, who would have thought that in this moment, they were happy. They were enjoying themselves. Right. And, you know, your friends and family are probably watching like, oh, look at so-and-so. He's so cute. Oh, they're so happy together. And then in the next seconds, you're watching people die. 
<sighs> it's so crazy. It was crazy to hear. Yeah. Crazy to think that your child is gone. You know, your boyfriend is gone. Your dad is gone. Whoever these people were, but they all had families. Yeah, I'm just... Mm. That's so sad. And then after that, I mean, not after that, but in the same couple of days, um, this guy... Who was just, he was, I think he was taking like a Greyhound bus or he was taking some bus or something. And he had a layover in Chicago, went inside of the Chicago Amtrak station to like warm up because it was cold. And he was shot by the Amtrak police. Not even like Chicago PD. Right. But like run cops from Amtrak. Shot him because he was running away. Didn't show a threat or anything. He was like going in the opposite direction and they shot him. And then he didn't die immediately, but like he went to the hospital. He was in the hospital for a couple of days, but he did succumb to his his bullet injuries. And, and I'm like, bro, I still what? don't understand. I want to know what happened. I mean, I guess me and the family, because right now they are requiring, like demanding answers. Because yeah. as far as the story has been told, I don't understand what happened. I'm just trying to figure out, like, so he was in there. He runs in the opposite direction. You shoot him. And it wasn't until later that you found something on him, but it, how did you know in the beginning? Were you just shooting to shoot? I just right. have questions, but I feel like I always have questions in these cases. And when they approached him to begin with, it wasn't like they approached him because he thought they like he was suspicious. They approached him, and he was with his friend. But they approached him because they were like, oh, you're not riding Amtrak. Like, get out of the station. Like, they just wanted them to go back outside, which is the real shade because for what? Like, right. I ain't heard nobody being up in here. So why should I stand outside waiting for the bus when I could just stand in here and be warm? Like, I'm not doing anything illegal, which is obviously the case in most of these instances. But, yeah, so he walked away and then they shot him. But I'm like, where where is the camera footage on this? Because I'm sure that the Amtrak station has cameras in it. Exactly. But I'm sure it'll so, be like, oh, the cameras weren't working that day. Or are we waking to get... Exactly. As it usually like CCTV is. works every other day, but it don't work when y'all <laughs> shoot somebody. Come on. That's pretty much how it works. That's why body cameras never seem to be functioning when we need them to function. Right. <sighs> so rest easy to everybody that has passed yeah. in Chicago in the past years. There's been so many. But, you know, we just got to... I don't know. I don't even know what to say right now. So let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, way to be downers. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move to something warmer, maybe. Mr. At your moment. Hey, hey, hey. So I do have a tip. So I was it the last episode that we did that you gave a you little turmeric tips or whatever? I think it was two episodes before. Two episodes? Uh-huh. Cute. So I have been using turmeric as... Aww. I know. I bought some because it was on sale or I found some really cheap, not cheap. But I found some inexpensive turmeric on Amazon, so I bought some. Yeah. And I've been putting it like in all of my everything. <laughs> and on my face. Yeah. Like in a mask. But that's <laughs> not that maybe that'll be next week's. Anyway. Um, so this week's DIY thing or whatever is a face toner. So I feel like people forget to tone their face and like toner meaning like it's just like, it's not a cleanser, it's not a soap, it's not a moisturizer, but it just hydrates your skin and it just makes your skin glow, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you can just keep it, like, you don't wash it off once you tone your, like, you, once you put toner on, you don't wash it off or anything. So, 
you can you can purchase toner like Meisler water is a toner like I and but like Meisler water is like hella expensive but it's like now becomes trendy. Huh. You gotta yeah. give your firstborn for Meisler water. Yeah, Meisler water is a grip, <laughs> but it's a, it's the same concept as a toner. Like if you look at the ingredients of Meisler water, it's like all the same stuff that you would put in a toner. So for a toner that I've been using, I've created. Um, so you put about four ounces of. Um, Witch hazel, which you can just find online or you can find at the grocery store and at the grocery store. You can find it like a Walmart or like a, a CVS or whatever. Witch hazel isn't really that hard to find. So witch hazel is an astringent. So like it has its own great properties or whatever that I can't tell you about because I don't have it pulled up. <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't that prepared. But yeah, so take about four ounces of witch hazel and then put about 20 drops or so of pure like straight tea tree oil. So like, so... A lot of times if you find tea tree oil like at the beauty supply store or like another place like that, it's probably it, it's probably attached to a carrier oil. So you don't want that because you don't want the toner to be like hella oily. Mm. So you have to find like the pure, straight, 100% tea tree oil, which could be expensive, but a little goes a wrong way because you're only using like drops at a time. So put about 20 drops of tea tree oil and put some uh, like about four ounces or five ounces of witch hazel um, in a container and then just put like you know the little like the little round like circle pads that you can get from like the dollar store or like like people use them to like take off their nail polish or whatever. Yeah. So it's like not the cotton balls, but the circle like pads. The cotton pads or something. Yeah, the cotton pads. Put yeah, you, so you can just soak the um, cotton pads in the the toner mixture that you created, and that'll last you for days on end. And it really tones your face. It really hydrates your skin. It's a really um, Great to use right after you've like cleansed your face, but right before you put moisturizer on, so that your so that your skin could just like suck up some type of moisture, so that it'll retain moisture, so your face will like glow for the rest of the day. And I've been using it, and I've noticed that since I put the tea tree oil in, I haven't like gotten acne because I I don't know why like for some reason I've like started to like get acne like just random bumps on my face, which is strange. And I'm like I know that like tea tree oil like really works for me when I do that, so I put. That's why I put the tea tree oil in here. But you can use any other type of essential oil if you want, like lavender oil or whatever. Um, but it really helps with acne. It helps with toning your skin. And it helps with, like, um, making your skin glow so you don't have to, you know, wear makeup all the time. It's bomb. Yes, because it's time for the glow up, you know, guys. Right. It's getting coming. warm and spring's right around the corner, like knocking mm-hmm. on the door. So I try to the glow wear as little makeup as possible. Just yes, in time. glow, glow, glow. Hey, we're here for it. Yes. So yeah, that's mine. Do you have a song for the folks? I do have a song. And the song is by Usher. I don't know if you guys remember. It's not that old. But it's called Chains and it featured Nas. I just feel like it fits. It's about like protests and we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. And it just works. I've had enough running, 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 Let's get into the breakdown, 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 breakdown. All right. Extra breakdown today. Oh, it was an extra? Mm-hmm. Uh, That's cool. Switch it up. Counting. Stop counting. 
wasn't counting. I just noticed the difference in the beat. Whatever. Doesn't even matter. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you said before the song, we are talking about protesting and, like, strikes and all that type of stuff because of what's been happening in the country in, like, the past couple of days and couple of weeks and what's about to happen pretty soon. So, just a random question, but... Oh, actually, what do you why why do you think that we need protest, or do you think that we still need to protest as people for whatever um, reason? I think protest is is a great thing. I mean, I think it's something that as a people, as a race, as a humankind, will always need to protest. I think it's just human nature. Like if something doesn't go the way that you want it to go, you should speak up. And protest doesn't always mean a gathering of tons of people walking down the street, a protest, it can be as small as writing letters to anything to show, you know, your dissent on whatever is happening. So I think, yeah, protest was always necessary. I completely agree. Have you ever actually had to protest for anything? Um, had to protest. I don't, I don't think so. Like, have I participated in, I mean, I think I've been in one, like on Xavier's campus. But I wasn't really in for it for at that age. I was just doing it. But I think now that I'm older, <laughs> you were just, you were just trying to be seen. Yeah, like, you know, I was just being a part of the cause. I was, I heard it and I was like, yeah, I kind of care. So I joined it. But I mean, now that hmm. I'm a little more conscious, I recognize the things that are happening. I would be so much more into it, but I'm not really big on. Uh, protesting in the sense of marching, that's not necessarily my thing. But will I write a letter? Will I, you know, I I try to find alternative things because I think protesting is great, but I always think that sometimes we forget that you have to follow it up with things. And I like Mm -hmm. to be on the background. Like I would like to be the person who are, yes, that protest was great, but how are we now coming back to make sure that this protest wasn't in vain? So I like to do stuff like that, like writing the letters, contacting Congress, you know, calling, finding the numbers and people we need to contact to make sure that this is an actual movement outside of just protesting. Mm. So you're more about organizing? Yes, for sure. Okay. Organizing rather than assembling. I get that. So I actually did a whole rack of protests. Now that I'm thinking about it, like as you're talking, I was like thinking of like all the protests I've been a part of and it's like more than five. Wow. We're yeah, not that old. I know. And that, that I was all like within the span of like two or three years. Like I haven't done or I haven't been a part of a protest since I graduated from college, I want to say. So I did about four, four or five protests when I was in undergrad. Like we were protesting left and right because they just weren't treating us well. Um, I had to protest like on financial aid because they were like cutting people's money and like not giving them a proper explanation. But it was like mid semester. I had to do a couple of protests um, because there were like some racial slurs that were posted up on campus. And I was I was a student government um, official or like I was on I was on my university student government. So like I had an obligation for for my community to like be a part of those and organize those protests because the administration was just not being responsive. And that happened more than once. So, yeah, I've been protesting since I was 18. And it's, it's sad because it's like, now that I look back, I'm like, whatever came of those protests or like what happened as a cause of those or like what happened because of them. And I'm like, I'm not sure if we actually got any of the things that we demanded 
but it was more about visibility than anything, I think. Yeah. And I think um, that's important sometimes. Like sometimes it is about making people aware because some things cannot be changed immediately. Some things will not be changed immediately. So it's almost like as long as we're bringing it to a, the forefront and making sure that you're thinking about it, sometimes that is a small step in, you know, towards what you want. Yeah. So as y'all probably know, so there's been a whole lot of strikes going on. So there was a day without immigrants um, that happened a couple of days ago. And it really hit D.C. a lot because I feel like a lot of I think I'm not sure if it like started in D.C. or if it like started in a different city. But I know that there were a lot of D- like D.C. businesses that, that completely shut their doors. Yeah. yeah, that closed their doors on um, I think it was on Thursday, yeah. last Thursday. That shut down on Thursday because they were either in solidarity with their immigrant population or they like or the owners themselves were immigrants or like they had a, a lot of employees that were immigrants. And they were just like, well, we'd rather shut down than um, have our doors open and have no staff here to, to you know, to work things out. Right. And I think in that situation it was so dope to see because i mean that that got like garnered news attention so if it was like one company or like one business then that would have been one thing but it was like hundreds of businesses across the country that did the day without immigrants and it really showed that like the muslim ban no one's here to support the muslim ban and even if you're not calling it a muslim ban or even if you're calling it like a a a stringent uh or strict immigration ban like no one supports that idea except for the trump administration Exactly. So if you're looking at the citizens, no one cares. And I thought so. I thought it was a great movement. Like I, when I heard about it, I was like, this could either be really, really awesome or it could be really small. But the fact that there's so many people participated, because when you think about it, no one is actually native to this land except for the Native Americans. So mm-hmm. if we put that thought into, say, everybody <laughs> who are immigrants, close your businesses or not go to work the country would literally stop. Right. So to think that, you know, if we would have all been in the same mindset, you know, to see that immigration, whether you're starting it now, or if somebody would have put this immigration ban hundreds of years ago, none of us would have been here. So it's just kind of like being open. So I thought it was great to see so many people participate in this. Yeah. And now they have um, a day without women coming up and it's going to be on International Women's Day. Um, and that'll be, I think it's, and it's going to be 8th. in March, but I, March 8th, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they're trying to tell all the women not to go to work and see how that functions on your organizations and your companies without women there to support y'all and to run things. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'm interested to see. I'm actually literally interested to see how that'll go. Me too. That's so for intrigued. a whole fifty percent of the population not to not to do anything and like not to show up. How first of all we have to like all be in agreement that we're not going to participate or like we're not going to go to work because if y'all band together then like can't nobody get fired really. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm always nervous. I'm always kind of I don't know. I'm giddy to kind of see what all happen. Because yeah. I mean, like you know. During these situations, we see with the women's march, there were women who didn't participate. And, you know, there were, you know, people on both sides of the fence with the thoughts about the women's march. So I'm kind of thinking, well, these same women, yeah, you came out to march, but are you also willing to say, I want to stand out and not go to work this day? You know, 
will you be able to do that? Like, are we in a climate that we can do that? Like, it just kind of, right. I'm excited to see. Say the least. Or you can take the day off. Like, y'all don't have to just skip work all yeah, together. Like, don't, like, I don't mean, lose your please, job. <laughs> like, let somebody know that you're not coming. But I was I was listening to an interview with Andy Shahal, who is the owner of, like, All the Bus Boys and Poets in D.C. Mm-hmm. And the interviewer asked a really good question about, like, so not everyone has the freedom or the agency or the ability to take off work for one day. Like, people, especially people that are hourly, they may need that, that one day's worth of pay. So what type of, like, what type of, how are we showing them that we support them by also allowing them to take off the day of work if they were an immigrant? He just essentially was talking about how he allowed people, like, if they if they wanted to, to use, like, vacation days or sick days or whatever, but he wasn't about to, like, dock their pay just because they were off work. And I'm like, that's the kind of framework and thought process that we need from everybody. Exactly. Because I don't want this to be like people are getting penalized for, for standing up and for being who they are, or for, like, having a voice, because that shouldn't be the case. So hopefully... When it's a day without women, people are not losing money or like going like the like the whole idea of it isn't going in vain because a, a portion of the community can participate even though they want to. Yeah, I'm excited to see though. Hopefully, you know you never know really when it comes to protests. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, so let's actually. I just want to make one small point and then we can move on to other stuff. But so the Dakota Access Pipeline, they've been protesting and striking for months at this point, And it's cold as hell in, in, in all the Dakotas in the Midwest. It's cold as hell. They've been sprayed with water. They've been roughing it. And obviously, so the, uh, President Obama halted the declaration. So they weren't going to continue to do the pipeline under his administration. But obviously, one of one of Trump's first executive orders was to enact the like the, the pipeline once again and he added the keystone xl pipeline as well but people have been divesting their money from the companies and the organizations and the banks the big banks that are funding the pipeline so like i think the city of santa monica over the weekend or like a couple of days ago they um they divested one million dollars out of wells fargo yeah. Which was one of the banks that is funding the um the pipeline. Bro, for a whole city to to band together and say we're gonna divest our money and put our money elsewhere, that is that's that's the ideal situation of what could come out of protesting, even though I mean we want the pipeline not to not to happen. But for you to get recognition from cities at a national level, that's really that's really huge. Yeah, that was so. monumental. I was like, that's a way that people probably didn't think about of ways to protest. Yeah. Like something as to say, we are going to pull out our money. So yes, you pl- choose to finance it. It might not even be that big, but if all of us choose to divest from these companies, that'll wake up and say, maybe you shouldn't be a part of something like this because yeah. you are losing money. And like, and just... Any, any individual could take their money out of this company. So, like, if you have investments in those banks or if you have assets in those banks, you could easily switch out your money, too. Like, you don't have to be a big company or have a whole, like, extra commas in your bank account for your money to count. Because if a lot of people do it, then they'll feel the hurt. And that's what we saw with Uber. So, we saw that with Uber. We saw that with Ivanka getting pulled out of all the department stores because people said they weren't about to buy her stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, yeah, it can happen. I agree. 
Chicago. <laughs> Have you been moving your assets around to not support these big companies that are doing terrible things in the country? My assets? You see how I tried it? That's what I'm like. <laughs> Do you know something I don't know? Girl, I ain't got, I have zero assets. Like, I'm oh. out here barely making it. So, um, no. I mean, you have money in a bank account. You have bank accounts. I have a bank account. You have a retirement fund. Yeah. See, so that, I need to have an episode about financial freedom because I don't really know much about my uh, stuff like that. So, I've been I've been thinking about that too. <laughs> I've been working on it. I said I was gonna for twenty seventeen I was gonna get my financial situation right. So give me in a couple months, I'll be able to tell you all about where my assets are, uh retirement, that all those things. <laughs> I can talk to you more on it. Currently, um no. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we ain't all able at the same time. You know, so it's coming. It'll, yeah, exactly. In, in due time, it'll come. <laughs> Just wait on it. God, God's not through with you yet. Yes. Mm. Testimony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just to wrap this up. So it's always really important in terms of resistance to vocalize. If you feel some type of way, always vocalize your dissent because, as I think it was Andrew Lord that said this, but your silence will not protect you. I don't want to misquote her if it wasn't Andre, but it was a black feminist. And whoever said it, I live for them. Because that's so true. That is powerful right there. Your silence yes. will not protect you. And I think it won't. so important. Because during these times, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of protests. A lot of Black Lives Matter protests. Immigration. All these protests. A lot of people are complacent and comfortable and figure it's not directly affecting me. I don't have to do mm-hmm. anything. But your silence is not going to protect you because you can be the next Trayvon Martin. You can be the next person, you know, sent out of this country or affected by these things directly. And your silence is not helping you. Or even not even that. But like, just because you have rights today don't mean you'll have rights tomorrow. <laughs> and we've seen see that, that with all these already. executive orders <laughs> that keep coming left and right. Exactly. Just because you got the just because you have the liberties and freedom that you think you have now doesn't mean that those liberties and freedoms will be given to you tomorrow. So if you don't fight for what you have, it might not be yours for long. Um, so that's that. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Okay. <laughs> ah, so moving on to like it, love it, gotta have it. Do you have one this week? Um, Not really. But my the one I have is not really like, it's not cool. It's just very... <laughs> It's, it's not a cool thing. It's very corny, but I'm being very frugal and I found it to be exciting. What is so, it? <laughs> I'm excited now. <laughs> so I found a, uh, what do you call it? It's like wholesale shopping center here in St. Thomas. Uh-huh. And it's like Costco, but it's called Cost You Less. And it has like changed my life. Like previously... Like in Maryland, I didn't shop bulk shopping because who needs that much of anything at one time? I sure don't. But now that I live here and everything's imported and everything's expensive, man, that thing has changed my life. I got boxes now. I got a box of big old box of Ritz crackers. Why? Because I like Ritz crackers. I bought a big old box of Oreos because I like Oreos. Now... (laughs) (laughs) I will probably need to find the nearest Kanye workout plan 
but I've saved <laughs> so much money. So I have That's a little awesome. extra to spend yeah. on a workout tape because I, you know, I'm going to need it. But that thing has okay. changed my life, girl. I was like, look at God. Stuff is, ooh, it's a blessing. Bark shopping is the way to go. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. Because, you know, when you just go on Costco and you be like, oh, yeah, let me get that. Let me get that. Let me get that. And then you get home and you have nowhere to put it. Yeah. <laughs> that was me like six months ago. Like my freezer is not huge. And I bought, I found myself buying like the 50 packet, like the Jimmy Dean uh, breakfast sandwiches. Exactly. Be, and I got home and I had nowhere to put it. I was like, bro, these are about to spoil. Let me go. So I like took them to my dad's house because I was like, I have no, these can't fit in my fridge no more. And yeah. I can't eat 50 Jimmy Dean sandwiches. So you I didn't know why I bought it. But it was on sale. It was like $14. <laughs> exactly. What? That's crazy. They just be getting you. And the one here, they it's be like, having sales. They got a, a sale paper. So it'll be like, oh, the 16 pack of tuna is on sale for eight nine nine. I'd be like, what? <laughs> More savings? Who a 16 pack of tuna? <laughs> eat tuna for the rest of your life. What? Love tuna. With your rich crackers. <laughs> exactly. I'm set for good. Oh my god, I can't. But yeah. <laughs> so that's a like it. Block shopping. I, yeah, and I love that. Yes, and from and from my own wallet too. Um, so mine is the documentary that just came out called "I Am Not Your Negro." It's about James Baldwin. Yeah. Yes. So I just saw that movie, and it is well, it's a documentary. I shouldn't call it a movie, um, but I just saw the documentary, um, and it was so good. It was so good. And like, not like good, like, oh, just because it's a black film is good. But I was in that joint, like on the verge of tears. As always. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it seems like it's become commonplace at the theater for me. But these black films that have just been produced in the past six months have just been really killing my spirit. Not killing my spirit, but just heart wrenching. But this one, so he just chronicles, it wasn't even like a chronological order thing, but he was just talking about, um, how our our leaders in like the fifties and the sixties, how they how they were, how they moved, and like essentially their framework and their thought process, and why essentially they, they all got killed. So it was Megar Evers, which is he. I feel like he easily gets forgotten because he was killed so young. Like he was in his early thirties or like late twenties when he got killed, and he got killed first. So it was Megar Evers, um, Martin Luther King Jr., and then Malcolm X, and he like talked with them and had conversations with them and just talking about how James Baldwin, obviously he was talking about how uh, he as an individual, like when, what made him like, what was the precipice for him leaving the country and like why he went to Paris and why he went to London and like why he thought he had to leave and like what obligation he felt by coming back and like being a part of it and paying his dues and making sure that his story and like the story of black people was told. It was so good. And I was sitting there, I was like, so who are our black leaders? Right now, of this generation, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I can't think of any. All, like, you know, in these last few years, when there's been so much discussion, the question has been asked: Who are the black leaders now? Like before, it was like you knew who they were. This person was a head, you know, the head of it. Now it's yeah. always it's like this. No one really knows, which I think makes it harder to have these movements when there is no leader of it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That is so true. That is so true. And like even how in that in that day, like Harry Belafonte was really vocal, Sidney Poitier was really vocal. So like all these celebrities and actors and stuff were so vocal about black rights and things like that. And like how when we see people like Jesse Williams or like Colin Kaepernick speaking up, they always get like 
dehumanized because they're like, oh, you're just an actor. Oh, you're just a celebrity. Like, you shouldn't have these opinions. Where all the while, across history, people are multifaceted, so they've been having these opinions. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, just because you are... It's like just because your occupation assumes that you are this type of way that you can't have you can't form these opinions exactly. or we've seen otherwise. So it might be that Jesse Williams might be our leader, you know, or or Colin Kaepernick might be the next revolutionary, and we're just not acknowledging it to the to, to the same degree that we would have been doing in like the fifties. I agree because I think just both the of them make great strides, even though they're not as publicized anymore because they're not controversial. But if you check Colin Kaepernick's records. He's been about everything he's been talking about, but because he's no right. longer kneeling or sitting down, it's no longer nothing to talk about. But this man is right. giving back in the community, constantly building. So, I mean, that could be the next leader. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. I'm just, I'm just out here thinking. I had, had my wheels turning. So, yeah, if y'all got a chance, go see I'm Not Your Negro because it is so... So good. And the theater was empty, which I thought was real shady. I was like, this this theater should be packed for this movie. Granted, I went real, real late at night, but... Okay, because I was like, what time did you go? I went at like 10 o'clock at night. Okay, it's a little late. I just Yeah, but whatever. All right. Well, whatever. let's get up on out of here. But before we go, I want you to follow us on social media. You can find us on our website, and that's 3bgpodcast.com. On Instagram, at 3blackgirlspodcast. Twitter, 3blackgirlspod, no cast. Snapchat is three black girls, but it's the word three. So T-H-R-E-E. And Facebook, you can like us there, Three Black Girls Podcast. And you can always email us at three black girls podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And of course you can find us each and every Tuesday, bright and early in the morning with your coffee, tea, your water. Stay hydrated. Mm. It's about to be hot outside, so don't pass out just in case it's hot where you are already. Yes. Um <laughs> You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And be sure, if you like our show, to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review so that other people can hear about it. Um, and yes, of course, we'd like to thank the great Slashby from The Greatest Podcast Ever for producing our show and for our theme music. Um, and we want to thank you guys for coming back again. Yes, thank you. You guys are the real MVPs. Listen to us all the time, but y'all do. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Y'all the best. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Black History Year. Black History Forever. Black Black people forever. (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.